Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNC podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Nowhere to give you the opinion you never really asked for. Well, we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 6. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast Clank. Hey everyone, welcome <laughs> from Oxford. We're in Oxford, we're on the road. We are, this is the Spilling the GNT podcast tour. Right it's now we are in a hotel with our, Tom, how do we do this? How do we break all the equipment? We've got all of our podcasting equipment, we've brought it on the road with us, we've set ourselves up in this hotel room, and we are being the most innovative podcast host you've ever seen. I am using an iron board for you a table. Are, you are. You're, you're a genius when it comes to improvisation, frankly. Tom's using a, uh, a, a table that's welded into the wall that's connected to the bathroom. Yeah, it's best, best described as some sort of a with side table. With a huge table. TV screen right in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. of course, you know, yeah. nothing's complete without a photo of uh, Tom with a Prosecco or wine. God knows what GNT what? he's drinking. <laughs> I, I, My chair is a uh, king-size bed dude, with a lovely duvet. And my table is an iron board with my foot on the uh, base to yes. to keep it from falling. Well, you know, you've done fantastically, frankly. It's the most organic um, environment we've ever stumbled across, really. You don't know commitment until you've read and heard and listened and seen this podcast. Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. <laughs> so, so, of course, what's happening is that on a Sunday, I am going to the Turf Games uh, Summer Festival in uh, in London. You Tom are, and I indeed. going together. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, we one of the most important and one of the things that we love is getting our opinion and our podcast out there mm-hmm. before people start talking too much yep you know and everyone knows why we love to make sure that our opinions are our own opinions that they're organic that they're, yes, they're raw they're unfiltered they're not diluted yes. they're not influenced by mm. the people so tom spends a large portion of the day avoiding instagram and you know mm. how much of a social media mogul he is <laughs> He, uh, it's that's me, hard. It's me, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did put up a little post at the beginning of the day. Yeah. And that's it. I've avoided, you know, the feed on Instagram. I mean, uh, Tom, sacrifice. Oh, I know. People don't know how much we give. Oh, Do you know, so, so much. It's so hard to so stay much. off social Can media. Can I just say, so we've had a trip here. We we stopped to um, to get some Burger King on the way here. We did. And we did. Uh, we're not sponsored by Burger King. We're not sponsored by Burger King. And they won't sponsor us after this because they <laughs> screwed up our, our whole menu. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They made us... First of all, the you know how you when you go into a place and you order now, it's on a big screen, so you no longer talk to humans anymore. Because you put your order, you put your order through that big machine, mm-hmm. that big screen, and you make it. So we put our order through, and somehow it said we charged Drew, but your order is no longer. <laughs> it was like, there's no please longer go to exists. the counter. Yeah, we charged you, but you won't be getting. So any we went food. to the counter, and then the lady's like, "Yeah, well, tell us exactly what you got." <laughs> And then, um, well, I'll calculate it to make sure you're not lying. Basically what she said. Yeah, the lady was on one a little bit because she'd had people screwing her over with it over the past few days where, like, they'd ordered, you know, one combo meal and they'd gone to... And like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I actually had, like, three combo meals and, like, eight sides. And, um, yeah, I'd like you to give them to me now. But so she was, she she was the... highly suspicious of us. So we gave... Suspicious. We told her what we ordered. 
Which was a sell at everyone. You know, that's the kind of people we are. Of course. It was virtuous, whatever yeah. it was. It was a deep fried salad. It was a very uh, virtuous deep fried well, salad with yeah, uh, many things. And then she made her calculations. And then it was, she said, no, sorry, um, it doesn't add up. It doesn't her, add up. Her t- implying we were lying. Her tone so was I kept very my pointed. mouth shut. I kept my mouth very shut because I was like, okay. We're not gonna do this, and I'm like, Tom's here. You know, Tom's gonna, Tom's gonna do it. I, I am not gonna do anything. I could tell that you were biting your tongue throughout because you were like, you know, if like there were like steam lines coming off your head, like in a cartoon. It was like the. I was not. I was. I was quiet because I was like, okay. You know what? I, I don't need a. I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. Not the, today. Not come on, come on, Bolo. You're on a lovely trip to Oxford. Yeah. Like you know, you don't want to be that girl that makes a scene, and I, I don't want to make a scene. The, <laughs> no. the, the lady's tone was very pointed when her she. Her tone was. Pointed when she implied we were making it when she implied or... that we were lying about yeah, the orders yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she did it again in the computer and another staff member did and then it ended up and then, there, and then very nice lady who I think was in training and she was like supporting her emotionally through the whole ordeal and she actually made sure we got our order in the end really and then we got the order in the end but then they missed my nuggets look look I just want to say <laughs> I just want to say like I was don't you mean they missed your salad God was looking down at me and he was like Paolo this is your taste when you stand before me in judgment I will this is this is going to be the day that I bring up yeah. Yeah. So I was good. I was an angel. I um, was an angel. I was actually um, pleasantly surprised by your conduct, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, no. That's just who I am, Tom. I'm very good. <laughs> Girl, I swear, to, I'm not even lying, Tom. If, if anything else happened beyond that, I don't know what I would have done because I was I was already pressed. I think it's fortunate that there's a, there a, like pl- a panini. There's a plexiglass screen in the way. So anyway, we, and then we got to Oxford and we've been doing lots of Oxford things. Now, we try to support our local LGBTQIA plus community. I want you to know that we did that. I said, Tom, we need to find the gay businesses and it's Pride Month plus one day, you know, over. Uh, yeah, but we yeah. are going to support them. And then we went there and then the cocktails were just way too much. <laughs> Girl! Well, they, they didn't have a happy hour. They, you know, exactly. And like, there's a place like next door that did have a happy they, hour. That's it. There was a place right next door to the people? gay place in Oxford. So we, Hello, if you're, if you're in Oxford, near Oxford, hey, how's it going? We love you. I love the city. It's so pretty. I love so pretty, the city. Yeah. Now, I really wanted to support the city. So we, we, we made it. Gosh, we, we tricked. Without a Sherpa. We had By the lo- way, a lovely walk. we tricked all the way to the gay walk. to the gay village. We did <laughs> the gay village one bar. I mean, it got quiet, and I'm like, Tom, it's getting really quiet. We're going away from the busy sound <laughs> of, the, of the city. Like, we need to turn back. And then we found the place, and then uh, there was no cocktail. There was sorry, there was no happy hour, and the cocktails were like nine pounds plus. And I was like, no, not happening. Uh uh-uh. uh not especially in Manchester and Liverpool, where the cocktails are like under a fiver or a fiver. I mean, yeah. not today. Not going to happen. We are down south now, though. You know, we're beyond the Midlands. The price does go up once you wander past Birmingham. Tom, I, that means nothing to me. <laughs> okay, I'm pulling an Atomo. That means nothing. <laughs> that means that nothing. That means nothing. Okay, because this is the moment that counts. <laughs> okay, Tom? Yeah. This is the moment. So we couldn't support our local LGBTQA+, because they were really milking us. So we went next door where it was happy happy hour which, um, which we enjoyed, I enjoyed which, and we were actually cut off at one point the lady quite they pointedly off, brought yeah. the bill over at one point <laughs> she was like so um, how are you paying Car- are you card or yeah, cash yeah. and we were like wow <laughs> that's really bold of you that's what happens when you order two cocktails at a time Anyway, here we are. Anyway, in Oxford. here we are. Yeah, we're yeah. here in Oxford. Um, we're on the road, spilling the jeansy pots on the road. So um, we 
Hope you enjoy it. It's a different studio to what we're used to. Uh, <laughs> it's a hotel room. It's, it's a hotel room. <laughs> and we have, I'm not lying, we had to be very, very innovative um, with how to set up this place. And so I'm going to have to spend hours and hours or minutes and minutes in editing to just bring the sound up. But it's worth it because we love what we do. Tom, we I love do. this podcast. We, and, like, we, we can't. We could have left that. We could have just gone and enjoyed our weekend and come back and then, you know, put our podcast out. A week after, like every other podcast, I but no, I no. Can't, I can't go another minute without watching the next episode of All Star Six. Exactly. I'm so excited. The reason why we need the reason, the real reason we bought the podcasting equipment is because that means that we have to avoid every social media until mm-hmm. we watch it. So they're getting spoiled. So here we are. Let's go now. Let's get to the episode, Tom. Okay. I do want to say that now that we know that it's a lip sync assassin format because two yeah. episodes came out last week and I thought maybe it'll be something different. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It's the same thing. So. We know what's a lip sync assassin format, and I'm just going to say, I'm going to say out loud now, who are the lip sync assassins that I want to see come? Okay? So I'm okay. very happy with the lip sync assassins that we've had. So far, I am just, very, very high caliber. We have actually had lip sync assassins. Because Coco Montrese made a feature, thank the Lord. She is the original lip sync assassin. Brooklyn Heights. Now, the rest of the queens that I thought maybe we can talk about now. So we're going to go season by season now. Season by season. If there was to be a lip sync assassin for season one, who would it be? Really, it has to be Akasha. Absolutely. Maybe maybe Jade Sotomayor kind of second, but Akasha sent Tammy and Porkchop home. Um, I think was it Jade who said? Can we can we just rewind her and say that they sent home Tammy and Porkchop? Yeah, I mean icons, icons, but they're not necessarily a like Tam- Tammy wasn't even bothered about the lip sync. She did her own. She didn't even lip sync. She did her own thing. If she I wanted to read you, I'd read you with that line on your neck. <laughs> Actually, I do uh, know about fashion. Uh, I've got an associate's an degree in fashion. So if you've done your research, Miss Alvazage, then uh, you would know. These were actually the kind of nylons they had in the 60s, Miss Alvazage. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. That would have been so awkward. Oh, that I love been, Tammy Brown so That much. would have been so awkward in that moment. I would have been like, ooh, because you're like, Michelle Visage is Michelle Visage. But then you'd be like, girl, you... But the cutaway, Tammy, in her confessional, was like, she was like fuming. She was like, Michelle Visage. She was being Visage. trite. She was being trite. Actually, out, up there acting the grand dame. I love her. They need to bring Meg Tammy. So oh, yes, I, I agree. About every season. Akasha, season one. Yes, yeah. season two. I'm gonna say Juju B. Juju B is the little boy smile. Yes, she absolutely. is indeed. I would say other great performances. Right, Raven sent a couple of girls home early, early in the season before she hit her stride. She was in the bottom twice. Mm-hmm. And the you know obviously she, the the late Zahara Davenport was also a fab absolutely yes yeah if, I mean yeah she definitely would be a returning lip sync assassin yeah. she was still here with us mm-hmm. absolutely uh, season three Alexis Mateo it is Alexis Mateo because she like survived three I think I would say well uh, oh, 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 back it up. Did she survive three or did she no, assassinate she, three queens? She, oh. she sent home Stacey Lane. Yep. She sent home Shangela and she sent home her sister Jada. Well, there it is. And and she was really... Uh, the one with Jada, Jada broke Yada down. Jada broke down, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jada broke down and had a moment. Yeah. So, I can't think of anybody else really in three who's a proper assassin. Let's go. Uh, Although Manila, season, Manila's one lip sync was pretty amazing. Let's go through it quickly. Season four, uh, Dita Swag. 
Dita Swag. Dita Ritz. <laughs> Dita Ritz. Dita, Dita Ritz, absolutely Dita Ritz. Yep. Special mention Latrice Royale because she gave me the feels in both, well, both of the ones she won, My Imagination and Natural Woman. Uh, uh, season five? Well, it just has to be Coco Montrese. Darian Lake? No, she's in six. Six. Um, in five, we also had Alyssa. We also had Detox. It was a great season for lip sync. You're right. So those queens. Season six, Darian Lake. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because we've I... got Trinity in the competition. Yeah, Trinity... Uh, I would obviously be Trinity, yeah. but no, she's already the comp. So during like definitely season seven, Katia. Pearl. Pearl. <laughs> Pearl she's smash. like summoning the demons. <laughs> she's like earth bending. I enjoy She's earth bending. That's what she's doing when she's lip syncing. She's like, ah, rise, rise, earth, <laughs> rise, the zombies. <laughs> Katia's performance in Twist of Fate was, was one of my favorite ever lip syncs. But Kennedy. Also, Kennedy's Kennedy, already been retired, but she's, she's already came back. You're Kennedy's right. Kennedy's the real assassin, but she's been. Yep. Uh, season eight, Peppermint. It has to be Peppermint, really. Um... No, sorry, Peppermint was in season nine. Season eight, again, the late Chi-Chi Devane. <gasps> oh, yeah. The late... So sad that so many amazing queens, these like Zahara and Chi-Chi, have passed away. You are right. Definitely Chi-Chi Devane. She is a lipstick There's no assassin. other choice from season she's eight. Also, she's also queen of charisma. She's so lovely. Um, season... Sorry, season nine, Peppermint. That's Peppermint. I'm just going to roll through this quickly to get yeah. into the episode. Season 10, Cameron Michaels. It is, but again, she's been, but Monet, I loved her lip syncs. Yeah. Well, she's been to. But special mention. Special okay, mention. cool. 11? Um, season 11. Um, we've had Brooke and we've had Evie. That's Who it. else is there? It's not well, well, Raja, but Raja's performing. She's exactly, there. Raja was the real one, she actually. She was, yeah. Because she survived three lip syncs, but season, she was amazing. Season 12? I mean, Widow Von Du. Absolutely, Widow Von Du. Von Du, bring that queen back. And season 13... Candy Muse, Denali, and La La Re. There we go. There's three fabulous lip sync performers right there. There are some international names that come to my mind. For uh -huh. example, Tace from Tace UK. Tace is, is the only real UK one that I can think yeah. of. Um, Abby OMG, if we had to choose one from Holland. From Holland, yeah. And then Electroshock. Absolutely Electroshock. Definitely. Absolutely. Is there anybody who's emerged in España, do you think? España? No. Canada? I mean, if there had to be someone in España, it's the Vima, but she's not an assassin. She's surviving <laughs> she's more than she is coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh, All Stars, these. All Stars 6, let's get into the episode now. Now, just to refresh our minds and your minds as well for this episode, we have just said goodbye to Jiggly Caliente, who was in the bottom along with Yara Sofia. Yeah. Which, and then we should also acknowledge and congratulate again Raja O'Hara oh, for the fabulous. double the double win alongside Brooklyn. Now, I know that everyone everyone is in love. They're saying this is the lip sync of the century. Y'all need to calm down. Mm. You guys, everyone needs to calm down. That was not a Brooklyn sorry Brooklyn Heights versus Evie it, it, was it wasn't not a that Coco level. versus Alyssa it wasn't, it wasn't a Coco a versus Alyssa Morgan. exactly it wasn't as good as everyone else's and everyone's making memes.com about it I'm like it was a good lipstick but it was not there back it up it was, everyone calm down calm down it was nice synergy to have um, season 11 sisters next to each other uh, so that was cool also Raja is now $25,000 richer from that episode. Why 25? She's 20,000 uh, because, because she, she won 20 from the lip sync, five grand from the what? She got something else for um, winning the challenge. Mm. So uh, doesn't that mean that she's won more this episode than BB got for winning season one? Don't bring that up. 
Don't bring up that injustice. <laughs> like, BB is shaking. She's one more than Vivian. She's one more than Lauren Shaney. Who knows how much a Rupita badge is actually worth, though? <laughs> Everyone look on eBay or Amazon. Mm. It's, 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 you, we'll find out the price. Um, so we need to remember that we said goodbye to Jiggly because a lot of the first part actually centers around um, how yeah. the queens voted. Before I get into that, I'm going to read you a lovely review by <laughs> um, one of our amazing listeners, Andy Morales, from... California, Orange County, who oh. says, I love how quickly you guys get the pot out after the episode because I love hearing both your opinions. Paolo has some awesome feedback on the dancing performance aspect, whilst Dr. Tom has sickening feedback on the fashion. <laughs> Together, we make the episodes better by spelling the GNT podcast. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. That's so lovely. We love having reviews. The reviews do so much for us. Really Not do. only do you help us with the algorithms on, on every podcast platform, yeah. you actually help us wake up every day oh absolutely you help us turn on the mics you, every week you remind us of why we do this you're the reason we picked up our podcasting equipment <laughs> and did a spilling the gnc tour on the road tour in the uk so thank you very much to andy and everyone thank else you, who was andy. left with you it really touches our heart thank you so much really very very grateful thank you back guys. to the show so the reason that we had to bring up about last week's sending home of jiggly is because uh, the beginning of this episode centers around how everyone voted. Now, let me yeah. just tell you, and then we'll talk about it. Everyone chose the lipstick of Jiggly, mm -hmm. except for Jiggly, of course, who chose Yara. Yeah. But also Trinity K. Bonet. Trinity K. Bonet chose Yara's lipstick. Now, Tom, we got to talk about that because I need to, I'll start off by saying this. <laughs> when Yara chose Trinity's lipstick, it's because... Hi, I don't know you that well. I was not on your season. I'm yeah. season three, you're in season six. It's mm -hmm. been more than about 10 years since I've been on the show. Mm -hmm. So really, I had no relationship with you. I'm going to base her on what I saw on the stage. And what I saw on the stage was that you were the worst. Trinity was the worst performer in the talent show. She was. So that's why Yara chose her name. It was justified. You can't <coughs> say she's being shady. Are you okay? I'm okay, thank you. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. Just um, away from the mic. It's not Karen, don't worry. Okay. So, um, so Yara had every reason and every right to choose Trinity K. Bernay based on the performance and based on the, we don't have a relationship. Now, Trinity chose Yara's lipstick. She did. In my opinion... Because she was bitter. Well, now, listen. Trinity was quite clear last week, kind of, that she was offended and hurt by Jada choosing her lipstick. So she was quite clear, like, mm, you know, if the opportunity arises, I'm going to choose hers. But it just stood out because ev everybody else, uh, apart from Jiggly herself, choose, chose Jiggly. The thing about, the thing is, Trinity, listen. It's like, oh, you chose my lipstick. I feel so hurt. Like, why aren't you thinking, you know what? I'm so lucky to have survived that. Mm -hmm. I know I should have gone home, but everyone's giving me another chance. Sure, you chose my lipstick, but seriously, oh God. Sure, you chose my lipstick, but like, it didn't, I mean, Trinity, watch, play back the tapes. Now, my thing is this. The person closest to Jiggly Caliente yeah. was Ginger Minch. 
Yes. And now, ju- we saw that she struggled. Ginger struggled so much about this because she had just talked about integrity. Yes. And the integrity in voting. And the only way that we should really vote objectively is that we have to see who was the worst. And report cards do have to matter. Mm-hmm. Now, Yara is the only one there with a win. Mm-hmm. Now, Trinity... You cannot choose her. And also, she was not the worst. Even if you bring in the kind of like past reputations aspect, which I think played a hand last week. I think that's what helped Trinity survive against Serena. Um, Jara has a stronger background than Jiggly. Jiggly's only done one season, season four. While she was lovable and amazing, she never won a single challenge. Yeah. Jara won one or two on um, season three. She's been in, on All Stars 1. We know that she's a great competitor. She was top four on season three. So again, I think, you know, even if you're factoring that in, yes, um, you, you really can't vote for Jara to go. If even Ginger Minj chose Jiggly. Yeah. Ginger Minj, who is the confidant to Jiggly. Ginger Minj, who is Jiggly's best friend. You know, sorry, Katia. But Ginger, <laughs> Ginger Minj, who, well, you know, they had a moment beforehand in Antarct. They had a moment in the actual show because Jiggly was relying on Ginger to, to have her back. Sure. But yeah. Ginger voted with integrity and it was so, so hard. You can see that struggle. If even Ginger chose Jiggly, then yeah. you know that the right person to choose was Jiggly. So, and then the thing about Trinity is that her her excuses, and they are excuses they are. for why she chose Yada, is just, I mean, I want to say it was bullshit. It was BS. It was a whole lot of BS. Rather you just say, you know what, girl? Yeah, you chose me last week. I'm I'm petty. I'm her. I'm a drag queen. So what? Yeah, that's what I did. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong now. Maybe I shouldn't have. But that's just what I did. It is what it is. Rather you own up mm. than all of her excuses that came up. It's like, girl, come I, on. I think Trinity should have just been honest in this case. I think it would have been... It would have played out far better for her. I, I think... Trinity, what I've noticed so far in this season is that her emotions are a bit all over the place. Also, she finds it really hard to articulate exactly how she feels. Um, and that ends up with her kind of describing things in a way that's really, really hard to understand. Like, for example, in Untucked last week, she had this like little minor altercation with Scarlett. And then she went off on a big monologue about how she was kind of intimidated by everybody and she was kind of like fangirling over everybody and she kind of like knew who was here to compete. And she just like lost her train of thought and it was really hard to know what her point was in the end. Well, what was her point in the end? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was like, what are we talking about again? I, I really, really want to see Trinity sort of like give her head a shake and remember the Trinity she was at the end of her character arc on season six, not the one she was at the beginning. Yes. She's an amazing and powerful drag queen. She doesn't need to like mess about in this way or like feel all this insecurity. Um, I, I would like to see, but then, you know, we need a bit of conflict in a reality show. And that's well, what we're getting. Let's just say thank you to Kylie who caught Cause Kylie called it out. She's Kylie like, was like, but did you choose her? Because she chose you last week. Yeah. though. And then, she, and, then, and then she gave her answer. And I'm like, thank you, Kylie, for speaking the truth, Ma. <laughs> but, you know, Trinity, she's all over the place. Integrity was at the window with her. Let's talk about this week's challenge. Now, this week's challenge is they have to do a commercial, don't they? Yeah. They're seeking a sickening side hustle. Hmm. 
So we've got th- um, three teams, and <laughs> it's fairly arbitrary teams, really, because they're from shortest to tallest, and, and Rude just grouped them up like that. Please, that wasn't coincidence. They're like, okay, these are the girls we want grouped together. How can we make it look like? How can we make it look like it is coincidence? Oh, well, these girls, they're it's an the same approach, height. Though, these it? girls are the same height. So if you just say it this way, then it'll just look like it was random. Team one is Ginger, Akira, Jen, and Silky. And their, their commercial is that they're providing a rent-a-queen service for people who need strangers to fill in for a special, like, Okay, mm. so that that sounds like an interesting concept. But I'm sure there's lots of comedy there. Oh, there's like, lots. Like if you need somebody to stand in, you know, a wedding or a bat mitzvah or a grinder hookup. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's lots of comedy in there, isn't it? Now, before we go into the next group, looking at these girls, Ginger, Akira, Jan, and Silky. Who's going to be the driving force in Ginger. this group? Ginger, definitely. I, I I pulled a Kennedy with milk slips that there. I is, knew the answer. This is Ginger's it's forte. Ginger. This is Ginger's forte. Ginger is funny. She writes. She acts. Um, she did really well and stuff like this in season seven. Yeah. So our next group is Trinity, Pandora, Jada, and Raja. Who I when I say their names next to each other, they're kind of like the anagrams of each other. Um, and they've got to be drag fixers. Um, so it's like scandals. So I don't actually really know scandals, but isn't it something like to do with lawyers? Isn't that uh, what Meghan Markle was in? No, she was in Suits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tom, please. Please. She, uh, is our, she is the princess of England. She's the people's princess. She mm. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Who do you see being the driving force here? Trinity, Pandora, Yara, and Raja. Pandora. De- so again, this is Pandora's forte. Pandora's a funny girl. And anybody who's followed her on Instagram or followed her career since season two, Pandora does like funny little bits and songs. This is what she does. She's a comedy queen. Mm. Yeah. The last group is Kylie, Scarlett, and Eureka. And they are drag exorcists. So ain't nobody got time for demons up in here. That's the funniest scenario if you ask me because it's going to be like the exorcist it's going to be ghostbusters like what's not funny about that there's loads of room for comedy there i see eureka trying to but i think scarlet is gonna be the leader of this group let's not forget scarlet is really really good in scripted acting challenges that's the challenge that she won in season 11 Mm -hmm. the good god girl get out she struggles a little bit in improv, but if they can plan and write something, she'll be really, really good, yeah. I think. Eureka is also really good at things like this. Um, Kylie, uh, I do remember her being in an acting challenge in season two. She was in the... Um, the way to a man's heart, heart is through his stomach. stomach. And she, yeah. yeah, and yeah, she could be a good comic actress. I don't think she like massively excelled, but she was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are our groups. Should we go on to see what the girls got up to? Yeah, let's have a look. Tom and Bolo back. Sorry, <laughs> Doctor Tom and Bolo back for the podcast. Full titles. Spilling the G and T on tour. Here we are in Oxford. <laughs> just reminding you where we are. Tom, how much have you had to drink? Um, I've had one or two glasses. Yeah, one cool. or two glasses. My how glasses. About, how, about you? how about you? Have you have you had a drink, Paolo? I'm really enjoying the fact that we are on um, our tour. Yes, our um, tour. yes. 
uh, signings will be happening at uh, the Folly um, by the River Thames uh, later on this evening. If you're around, please come. Or, or we'll be doing re- signings the, and photographs. The reception area of the Ethos Hotel. <laughs> yes, great place that we stay here. Tom, before we get into the runway, and the runway is something that we need to be excited about because it is the redemption. It's the redemption runway, which is my favourite. It should be on every All-Stars. It, it really should be. Yeah. It really should be. And it's a great um, runway. Before we get into that, Tom, there's something that I do want to talk about i think the topic of the workroom and uh, i think we need to talk about it is the suki nutmeg ganache kind of journey treatment conundrum whatever you call it now mm. i've said it i think i've said it just to you in conversation that silky nutmeg is a bit more for me lovable easier to digest yeah. this season now, I don't know if anyone remembers Silky from season 11, but she was she was a um, a presence. She was definitely a presence. And also, she was very, very vocal about the fact that she was there to get screen time. She wanted to spin off show. She wanted to do everything that she could in order to, you know, be the biggest presence in the room. And th- the girls, even from episode one, were, were quite forward about, well, you know, Silky sucking all the air out of the room. She got such an interesting edit on season 11. You couldn't really tell if the producers loved her or not. It's like they, they wanted to keep her around because they knew that she would be quite divisive. That, that was the vibe I got. It's like people are either going to love or hate this girl and we're going to keep her around for that purpose. I actually think in season 11, I think that they thought that Silky would be much more popular than she ended up being. In the sense that... They thought that people were, were going to love Silky, didn't they? I feel yeah, that's what they did. But it was interesting because even in episode one, they started off with kind of like, yeah, okay, so first few minutes, let's give her a lovable edit. And then by even by the end of the episode, it's like people, they, they had, you know, the whole like attitude check, fuck you, bitch thing. That like they pointedly showed the other girls not responding to that by the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, and with this season, I don't know what it is, but she's just been much more easier to love tom why the first couple of episodes like she certainly seems to be more relaxed and less like less determined to grab screen time which pleased me because in a lot of the promo material um silky's been a lot like um well you know i love myself on season 11 i'm not going to change a thing kind of thing but clearly she has she clearly has used that space to reflect absolutely she yeah she she caught everyone's blood she's like you know i still Mm. love who i was i don't care what y'all think and then come come all star six she's actually been blending very well but like you know her moments have still been really pleasant and there's still like that spark of silkiness however something's changed this episode something's changed that and like there's a workroom conversation that actually like gave me a bit of a sense of sadness because silky was talking in the workroom uh, about how she got such a horrible backlash on her season that um, she feels very, very self-conscious entering All-Stars 6. And while I think it's important that she reflects on how she's perceived, there's this sense that kind of like she's having to squash a big part of her personality, which is just quite saddening that she's having to like mould herself to like be more understood. To be more loved by everyone. Because yeah. there is, you know what? She's she's scared. She is. Scared. She's going in this scared because she did get a lot of hate 
from everyone. And she said herself, she got, she got hate from fans, from colleagues. She got hate from people in the clubs who were cancelling and the bookings. Yeah. She got a lot of hate from promoters. So, you know, she is being bowdy bowdy saying, I know that y'all didn't like mm. me in season 11, but, you know, I, I loved me. She said it in the promo. But actually, she's changed nearly everything about her, especially the parts of her that we... Yeah. That, that, gave her the hate and it is sad to see that she has to dim her shine and actually change and lessen who she is to be a bit more digestible to everyone i felt like almost keyword of the night is digestible digestible yeah, it's a word it's a word it's a word and it's a good word tom tom <laughs> is it a word it is, yeah, okay thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thought it was the <laughs> making me creative <laughs> um like it's almost felt like for the first time we were really seeing like the wounded human being behind the bluster and the character of Silky Nutmeg Ganache. And I actually felt like a genuine like sense of sadness watching this. Um, and it makes me a bit worried for her in this episode, this kind of edit, this kind of like, oh, I've dulled my shine kind of edit, you know, what's going to happen next sort of thing. You're right, because it wasn't just a workroom conversation moment. Actually, during the rehearsals yeah. and the planning for the rehearsals, a lot of screen she time was this very episode. careful to say, I don't want to be overpowering. I don't want to be loud, loud, mm-hmm. loud. I don't want to, you know, everything to be about me. I'm actually just trying to be here and get along with it and not get hate from everyone. She even looked really excluded when the other girls were planning uh, the, the whole scenario and writing the script and everything she seemed really reluctant to make her voice heard because she was fearful that it's like it's like silky's in a process at the moment like a lot of people actually of you know some people get feedback that they're a bit overpowering and then they strip themselves all the way back rein it all in and then become as quiet as a church mouse. And there's a process of finding like, well, how high can I turn up the volume? What do I need to do to feel heard while while not receiving backlash? And I think Silky's in that process. And like, let's not forget season 11 wasn't that long ago. Um, so the feelings are still a bit raw. I just like, the, I really feel for her. I really feel for her. And, and I will say, you know, Silky wasn't my absolute favorite on season 11 because because of the the persona that she portrayed but i don't want to i don't like seeing her this wounded either you know what the wounding had started i tell you what the wounding started at the season 11 finale yeah because you know like obviously the finale happens hmm. uh, in inverted brackets and in inverted commas live yeah yeah meaning that they are it's able, after the fact isn't yeah it? it's after the fact and then they film the finale so she by the time the finale aired or the finale came around silky already knew everyone mm. didn't like her yeah and you could tell at the finale she actually was already trying to change and what was the thing that she said this, this she says a statement at the finale saying something about can't remember now. i can't remember but it was along the lines of um Love yourself, no matter if, you, if people hate you. It was, it, was around, it was that kind of energy. It was something that made you aware that she that was she hurting. Was yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was something that made you aware that she knew that you hated her, but like, don't hate me. Like, you know, she was just saying that I am who I am, and it was all of that. So mm. she already started the apologies from that finale. Let's be real. Yeah. So this is the continuation of that apology into all star six and we are seeing it and it is 
it's it's like an overcompensation because she's afraid of getting that same backlash. Because you're right, Tom. It was, it was it wasn't that far uh, far away. It wasn't that far long that this happened. And I'm, I'm again, like we've said it many times, black queens get this a lot worse. Absolutely. You know, they they get very very sadly and completely wrongly they have far less permission to be you know a little bit obnoxious or a little. Bit, I mean, they're drag queens. Come off it, you know. The the backlash is always worse against black queens, and I think I think Silky felt the brunt of it and. Really getting a little insight into that now, and it, it, it saddens my heart. I hope that we get to see a a different story from from her this mm. this season. Something that's more redeeming. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, yeah. Are we uh, on absolutely. that? Are we on that same page? This, There's something about the I waters feel... in Oxford that are making me more forgiving and loving. <laughs> and I think both Doctor Tom and I are really feeling that we we're ready to give Silky another chance. Is the water in Oxford sparkling and prosecco flavored? Isn't that how water? Isn't that just water, <laughs> Tom? Isn't that what you know? That's generally what water tastes like. Yeah, thank you. Tom. Anyway, anyway, Tom, Tom, this is the Redemption, the Redemption Runway. I'm very excited. And we're going to get straight into it. Who's the first queen, Tom? So first we have Carly Sonique Love redeeming her Gaga look in the Snatch Game. So she comes out looking like current Gaga, doesn't she? Um, I will say like her original Snatch Game look. It was, it was very like what's going on here. But it was very much in the early days of Gaga when people didn't really like... It was like Gaga's wacky and that's about all we knew. Um... But yeah, she comes out looking like Chromatica era Lady Gaga to me in this kind of like uh, patterned, there's like this neon leopard print catsuit, very, very figure hugging, Kylie showing off what a beautiful woman she is. Um, the feathers, I, I wasn't 100% sure, they didn't spell out Chromatica era Gaga to me, but it reminded me a little bit. Didn't Gaga wear some like big feathered confection on a, run, on a red carpet not that long ago? I don't know, but... I wouldn't put a pass. It was like some sort of like Feathers, big Valentino meat, whatever dress, it is, she's like done that. it. Um, she looks great. It's definitely a step up. And yeah. again, showing off, um, she may get a bit of a stop relying on that body critique. Yeah. It's not um, the most high fashion thing out there, but she looks like Chromatica era Gaga, so it works. I, I agree with everything that you said, Tom. Mm -hmm. Okay, because according to Andy Morales, you are a fashion queen. I'm no longer a psychiatrist, I'm a fashion queen. Tom, you are fashion. I am Aquaria. No, I'm, no, no. I'm Violet Chachki, I'm Raja. You're fashion. You are a pure white couch. <laughs> you are dollar signs. You're champagne Caviar. that's not burnt. Gucci. Caviar. Gucci, that's it. Versace, Tom, fashion. Your fashion. <laughs> and the next queen? Our next queen is Scarlet. This is one of my favorites. I love anything that's like a, a Grecian style dress. I've always said if I were a drag queen, my name would be Electra Complex and I'd be really Grecian style. Um, and this is this gorgeous like Grecian style gown. Obviously, it's a step up from her entrance look. Now, her entrance look on uh, season 11, I think it was like an attempt at a Vivian Westwood-esque like Renaissance bustier kind of thing, but it wasn't super duper successful. Although, you know, it's an entrance look. She needs to be ready for anything. It was like vaguely reminiscent of Raja's Marie Antoinette, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she's turned it into a gown with this gorgeous like Renaissance print on it. Um, again, quite Valentino. Valentino did a runway with lots of like Renaissance prints on dresses, but also like the cut of it and like the Grecian style is very um, Zuhar Murad. Um, so it's very, very good. Very, very good. This is beautiful. Oopsie daisy, I'm hitting things. Well, 
Please remember that we are in a hotel, We're in a hotel at Oxford. <laughs> We've got iron boards to the right. Guys, I'm so sorry if I killed your ears then. I elbowed something. We're using a lamp uh, for a mic. <laughs> we are using curtains for soundboards. So uh, please forgive us for whatever we do today, okay? But I think Scarlett looks absolutely beautiful with this red. She's so gorgeous in red hair as well. That is her look. Scarlett is smashing it this season. Okay, she's... we've seen this before, before seeing the Maxi Challenge, but up until this point, Scarlett is smashing it. She's like Julianne Moore in Zahir Murad here. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love this look too. It's gorgeous. Mm. It's kind of like... It, it reminds me a little of um, the Vima's look that she just did on the yeah, art runway. Yeah, similar to art print yeah. with a kind of like, yeah, flowy gown. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Thank I you. I have references, people. There's something about Oxford that's made me a fashion. You just are, that. You're fashion I'm the now, noun. You? Yeah, you I'm the fashion. noun. You are that's fashion. made me a fashion. Yeah. You, I am a fashion. You are now the abstract concept <laughs> of fashion. Yeah. 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 Next up, was it Raja? Who's next? Uh, no, Eureka. So Eureka is... Re- Let me go first. Go on. on this one. First go on, of all, go on, go on. this is a redemption look. And I did not like the look that she chose. But then, I have, mm. then you have to remember, I don't think Eureka had a bad look. Do you know what's really indicative? A lot of the girls did like promo or entrance looks, which t- tend to be slightly more basic looks. Eureka has a pretty good track record and it comes to runway, so she didn't have a lot to choose from. Um, I would say, you know, this is... Life's the f- hard for her, isn't it? Oh, I know. It's not easy, Eureka. It's not, not easy, Eureka, is it? Oh, sorry, squish, squish. <laughs> um, the, the, the runway she went for, the faux fur runway, um, was her original one like a little bit tacky, probably, um, was the one that she did for this runway much different? No, it was quite similar, actually. It was. It was, it was very sim- similar. Similar neon colours. I guess the placement of the faux fur was a bit more tasteful because she had like these two big shoulder pads. I mean, yeah, fine. You got rid of the loaf. Yeah. You got rid of the hair loaf, but it was very similar. But then it's, I mean, it's hard to improve on. Her runways were good. Her runways were good. She basically looked like she skinned a couple of Muppets and she's made it fashion. Um, you know, this this is something like, you seen like a Marco Marco runway or something. This I kind mean, of like neon catsuit. Is it an improvement in the sense that she's not walking down with a crutch? <laughs> I mean, that does upgrade the look somewhat. I mean, I, I don't think that... It takes cr- away a bit of the chutzpah, though. Yeah, I think on season 11, I don't think the crutch actually went with the outfit. I thought it was a bit jarring. Did she decorate the crutch at all? I can't remember. I don't know, Tom, but it, like, it didn't go with the outfit. But uh, this time around, no crutch. No crutch. So... Oh, that could have been a thing, though, couldn't it? She's not surviving. She's thriving. But that, that's a really good idea, though. She could have, like, you know, had, like, a crutch that she broke over her knee at the end of the runway. I was like, yeah, I'm thriving. I'm surviving. I'm the phoenix. Yeah, that's kind of thing. Yeah, work. Yeah, I like Party. that idea. Shola. I like the look because... But also, it wasn't a redemption. There's nothing for her to redeem besides the attitude. But, eh, this is a fashion. This is fashion. This is fashion. Next up, we have Raj O'Hara. And this is the look she went home in, isn't it? It's the unconventional, like, farmer's market material look. Which, I should say, Raj shouldn't have even been in the bottom two for. She made pants out of hessian sacking. She looked great on that runway, actually. I remember loving this look. Yeah. And this look here is, I mean... Okay, the garment itself is is more well put together. She's wearing a sort of brown dress, but she's got like a, a plant headdress. They did that recently on a runway, and I cannot for the life of me bring 
to mind the name of the designer, but there was a designer who did that recently with plants on their head on the runway. Um, she's like a grown-up Groot, isn't she? She's beautiful. This is great. It is a step up. It's more chic, more it's, elegant than the original look. I mean, yeah, it's it's chic, but it's, does it is it really the same look? Is it an elevation of the same look? It's the same colour scheme. She's got similar sort of plant on her head kind of thing. I mean, look at it, but I, I do feel that I love the, I love the dress. It's, it's a bit basic for me. Okay. It's recognisably for me a step up from the original. I think this is a two. Okay. Anyway, next up we got Pandora Box. Now Pandora's doing the look that she was that she left in. Oh, Is this where one. the green comes from? The quote? Which which quote green? I told you not to wear green. N- no, Michelle started saying that in season three, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, season four. Well, anyway, this is the look that when she was in All Stars One with Mimi I'm first. Mimi I'm first. Mimi I'm first. Mimi I'm first. The top of the fan poll, I do not believe it. Don't go mucky my fans, bitch. From what I've seen, you don't have that many. <gasps> Change your costume. I'm sorry, we do slip into an All Stars 1 untucked monologue every week. Because they need someone to go home first. <laughs> Change your costume. Now, this is, so she's doing the redemption look based on the look that she was in home in when she was team first Mandor. episode. And do you know what the, the, the hilarious thing was about that episode? Pandora and Mimi brought separate looks that were bizarrely coordinating on the runway, which were blue with green feathers. And that's when everyone was like, are you sure you guys aren't meant to be together? Um, But the original look I actually thought was quite cute. It was like a sort of like thigh-high slit thing with feather trim. This is much more like pretty and ethereal. It's almost like a Renaissance sort of cut and... Um, it's got this kind of like McQueen-esque kind of flower trimming on it. This is really pretty. It's like an elegant step up from the original. It's like her saying, I've gone from camp to like sophisticated and pretty. So I feel like there's a story and a message. And I think this is really good. Okay. I thought it was nice. Nice. I thought it was simple. Okay. I thought it was cute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it, Tom. Now, shall I repeat it? Because it was quite elaborate. And I think I went on and on about this. Shall I say it one more time for those who missed it? I think we should actually move on to Jada at this point. (laughs) Sorry. Jada's redoing... Can someone please write a review and say I'm the fashion person? Because I'm pretty sure I say some really good things. Thank you very much. The insights there were scintillating. Yeah, the keywords were good, simple, they're there. Those insights are what we call groundbreaking. (laughs) Um, so Jada is redoing her promo look from season three, which was originally quite a simple black affair. This, to me, gives me kind of like pop superstar. She's uh, Apollonia. She's Vanity. She's um, the asymmetry of the catsuit gives me David Bowie kind of um, Kensai Yamamoto type vibes. Um, she's like, this is cool. This is cool. It's a step up. Definitely. Is it the most elaborate thing on the runway? Probably not. But she looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. It looks classy. She is classy. Does it look classy? It looks classy. You know what's up? It looks fashion and it looks purple. <laughs> is a lace catsuit class to you? Tom, like, <laughs> you, need back, you need to back it up. Okay? I do need to back it up. I do need to Thank back you. it up. Thank uh, really, you. I really do love this look. I would wear this look if yeah. I wasn't drag. So, I to mean, the it's, club. it's good. I'd wear it to the club. I mean, I'd wear got, it everywhere. I would wear it in Oxford. 
because that's where we are. You've got great broadcasting quads. from Oxford. You've got great quads, so it really show those off. I think it's a great look. Yara knows fashion, and she, I just, I just love. I would love to live in her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, we got Trinity K Bonet. Trinity K Bonet. We're starting to get the Trinity K Bonet fashion that we are used to seeing. This is really beautiful. Stun. So she's another girl who redoes really her promo look, and she's just giving me kind of like Maleficent, Evil Queen vibes, and this kind of like beaded sequined floor length gown. Um, I just think this is really, really beautiful. I can't like bring, other than kind of like Disney villainess, I can't bring a specific reference to mind, but she looks absolutely beautiful. I love it. It's a good look for me, and it's a definite too. Next up, we got Jan. Now, Jan's redoing her entrance look um, by making it a dress. Yeah, that's literally it. It's the same material. Um, it's the same concept, but she's turned it into a fishtail gown. I love the way she looks, I just don't understand a, a sports dress. Sports dress. Um, I, this isn't my super duper favourite because it's too much of a literal upgrade. Um, Jan did have some great runways in her season, actually. I can't think of any like major clunkers off the top of my head. Her entrance look, it was based around that like weird Fergie joke, wasn't it? Like, let's play basketball or whatever it was, American sports. Um, <laughs> It's, it's just a bit too literal for me. It's like, oh, let's turn the two-piece with a mini skirt into a dress. Woo. I'm, I'm, I would place good money on this being a Florence Delee. Is yeah. It Florence Delee, because it's like that fishtail trumpet I mean, skirt. but Jane looks stunning in it too, though. She looks, she looks beautiful. Well, she looks stunning in anything. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Now, Ginger Minch is redoing the look that she was sent home in. The um the one with the outfit didn't turn on like because I mean, that would have changed everything. It would, you know, let let's face it, that future drag look of hers was horrendous. It was really hard to look at. I didn't even need a reference point. I can see it in my mind. I can as it well. Scarred, yeah, it scarred me in my mind. That... You know, when people talk about things living rent free in their mind in a good way. This is squatting in my mind, and I'm trying to get rid of it. Pay your rent, Ginger. <laughs> Pay the rent now. The upgrade look, I'll, I'll I'll go first. I don't like it either. I don't like the I'm upgrade. I'm not a big fan, actually. It's it's a bit like Myrtle Snow gets a job on the Death Star, <laughs> um, but she's not happy there. She's really not happy with this. She does not like. She looks this like uniform. A, a doll. She looks like one of those dolls. You know, like the dolls with like the hair, mm-hmm. the really big hair. Troll doll. Yeah, she yeah. looks like a troll doll. With the, I don't like the look at all. I think it's. Got to pay the troll toll. I'm sorry, the answer is a no from me. I'm sorry, Ginger, this isn't a step up. Now, Siki, was Siki not me, Ganaj? Her outfits, her redemption look, I don't get it because it doesn't remind me, it doesn't, for me, draw any reference from the original look. Maybe I'm not seeing anything. Maybe you'll see something, Tom, because this is your your thing. Maybe, was Le- that fashion? Was that weak fringe or something? No, no, no. The It was from the makeover look. Do you remember she did a makeover on Soju? Okay. Um, and they both looked terrible. I mean, Silky, of all the looks that you had to redeem, and they were, there was a selection... I, Do you know I what? would have I, done I, the cockroach. I, I would have done the cockroach. I would have gone for a full-on Mugler Les Insects look, which you could have looked stunning in because it would have been very, very structured. Like, Silky, I'm, I'm not being funny, but what semblance does this bear to the original? The only thing that I can see is that they're both bodysuits. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, last week she did the a red milk. Oh, a red milkshake. Can, can I just say a very, very kind viewer wrote in and said milkmen in the USA are not red. Who? Um, I'd have to double check names. Well, don't, don't give praise without knowing who to give praise to. Open up Instagram. But yeah, I just feel like this is another example of I had the dress and I made it fit the theme. Am I? Yeah, you're with me there. I'll move on until you find out um, the lovely viewer there checked in and gave us that hint. The next it was the have... very, very lovely Kristen. Shout Kristen, out to Kristen. Thank Hi, you, Kristen, Kristen girl. Thank you for putting us straight, letting us know that Silky was trying to get one over us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, milkmen are not rad in the US. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah. Okay. So next up we've got a Kiria. Kiria was doing the caftan look and um, work. Um, It was a very pretty caftan look. Um, and it was actually a caftan this time. It was belted very prettily in the middle, um, giving me kind of like Liz Taylor at the resort vibes. That, I like that's it. That's what I was getting. It's cute. It was definitely a step up because it was actually a caftan. It actually fitted the theme. So well done, Akira. Instead of a butterfly bodysuit. Is that all the looks? Yes, it is. It's all the looks. Yes, Tom, who's your favorite look? Before we get on to the actual performances of the commercials, who had your favorite and who had your least? The ones that stick out in my mind are Scarlet. Um, Scarlet I really liked Raj's um, and Trinity was stunning Scarlet Raja Trinity probably yeah fair enough those three uh, I, I'd give it up to you for Scarlet and Trinity Trinity I mean Trinity's just fashion I also I liked um, Yara's but that's just who I am Tom Jara's Jara's was pretty. It wasn't hugely elevated fashion, but it was it was great. Let's look at the commercials. Now, the first commercial we watched is from the extra size queens, and that mm-hmm. included Scarlett. It included Eureka, Kylie. Yeah. Just those three, isn't it? Yes. Now, uh, Tom, talk to me about your faves. You're not faves. Just whatever. What did you think? I thought Eureka was complete natural in this. I thought Eureka was really showing off her ability to kind of have fun, be silly, not worry about being like glamorous and pretty. Um, and she was, she was like, yeah, I was getting like Divine-esque vibes off her in this. She was really, really good. I thought Eureka was a clear standout. What did you think? I mean, Eureka was good. I always know she's going to be good with these things. Eureka is a strong contender. Mm-hmm. She's been a strong contender in every season that she's been in. And All Stars is it's, it's no different. My faves in this was Eureka and Scarlet. And it's yeah. about Scarlet's performance to me that is very uh, refreshing. It's very like, I love that dipstick, that kooky, silly girl. I'm sweating for Jesus. Yes, yeah. we're here to help. I want to say I love the idea that the brief was your drag exorcists and they they themselves came up with the whole, well, you're gonna, we're going to be um, gym queens. Mm-hmm. And we're going to exercise. Yeah, they really put the, a new spin on it, didn't they? they they're very clever. We're going to exercise the demons out of you and using size queens. They did what, what drag queens do. Oh my God, I almost did a law roach. They did what <laughs> needed to be done. I almost did that. But they um they did what was going to say. They uh, just they did what needed to be done. 
Right? Nothing's in my head. I I just want to say that, yeah, I love their performance. If there was someone who did fall short, it was Kylie. And now, I want to say that the reason, in my mind, the reason that Kylie fell short is that A, Eureka is a performance queen. B, Scarlett is a performance queen. Yeah. She's done it. When it, when it was, by the time it was her season, season 11, it was all about making them as look dumb as possible. It was all about humiliating the queens with these <laughs> stupid mini challenges. So what they and these do. stupid challenges. But we have to remember that Kylie Sonique is from the golden era where mm-hmm. it was more about make your own stuff, be crafty, and then the odd acting thing, but yes. not to the level of stupidity that the that, that Scarlet and Eureka to. was accustomed to. Yeah. So and also leaving that, leaving the seasons. Kylie never had to put herself in a position of being stupid and making commercials. She is a host. She is a performer. And I really do feel she has lived her life doing those things, mm-hmm. as well as living as a woman, finding her truth. So her going into this whole humiliate yourself for the sake of the judges, mm-hmm. she's not comfortable, as comfortable as yeah. Eureka and Scarlett is, who have just literally come off the seasons. So there's that for her to work against as well. She definitely finds it harder to like push herself to be silly and ugly and all those sorts of things. And when you're in the same scene as Eureka, mm-hmm. you really need to be big. It's hard to match Which that is energy. why I commend Scarlett for actually matching that energy, not her volume, not the loudness, but matching the energy in terms of camp and ridiculousness. I think Scarlett's yeah. great. I think I think Scarlett and Kylie both did a good job of the kind of like bimbo-esque kind of exorcisters kind of characters, but Scarlett was able to push it further and stood out more than yeah. Kylie. I will say, you know, during the, the filming, Eureka had me in stitches in the, just like breaking the headboard and all that sort of stuff. It was hilarious. It's it really Eureka, good. isn't it? It really is. Great, great work from this team, definitely. Now, the next team was Team Pandora, Trinity K. Bonne, Raja, Raja and Yara. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were a Team Fix It, wasn't they? The, team the Fix queens It, The queens who are there to fix your problems. Mm-hmm. Now, before I even dissect and get into analyzing the commercial, the characters, the energies... The natural charisma and presentation that flew at me, I'm awarding that to Raja. It was, it was, this was Raja, a really enjoyable. One. Raja is just some, she is the Kevin Hart of a drag. This is very, very good. And I think everybody brought. She something. is the Dave Chappelle of drag. <laughs> that, that natural, She's just indeed. like Steve Urkel comedian. I really do love that. Also, Trinity K. Bonet was really good. So that's what, She was yeah, good. So I, everybody brought something to the table this time. Like, I didn't feel like there were any like, major weak links in this one. I felt like they had a really clear concept as well. It's like, oh, we, we, we go see drag queens. They're struggling with something. We fix it. But we do it badly. We use duct tape every time. Ha ha ha! And it was like it was a funny gag, and it worked, and it worked in each scenario. And also the the characters were kind of clear as well. I felt like Raja and Pandora were quite a good kind of like double act with like Raja as a sassy one, Pandora as a professional one, but who's, professional, who's a professional, professional, but who's also a bit clueless. And then even the girls they were helping, like Trinity, Trinity was really impressed me in this. Actually, she was very very good. Really nice to see this Trinity today. Um, 
Trinity was like the one who's like, oh, I know you're trying to help me, but it doesn't really work. And Shadow was the one who's a bit clueless and was like, just thank you. Thank you, fix it, bitches. And so like everyone had a character. Everybody worked. It was great. The chemistry was good. Um, no weak links. I really enjoyed this. Clear concept. Mm. Clear, very clear concept. I I mean, there's nothing for people to really, really analyze and say, bad, 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 because they all work together to do a great commercial. Mm-hmm. We understood the commercial. We understood the service. And I was enjoyed by I was enjoyed the whole way through. My standouts was Trinity and Raja. Yeah, they were. Um, Trinity impressed me through surprise. But she was also very, very good as a standalone. But like. I didn't expect her to be this good, but I'm so good. She reminds me of how she was in the advert in season six with Bianca. And this is the Trinity I want to see. This is all this the Trinity I want to see. This is the Trinity I want to see. Yeah. Please, more of this girl. Yeah. Her, she, me, her, she, her. I want her. Now, I think also if we're kind of led to believe that Pandora may have been the Alexis Michelle producer of this group. Is she, is she joining the ranks of with, producers? With all with all due respect, Drew, a lot of the witty wordplay was, was down to me. <laughs> well, she might need to say that because we didn't see much of Pandora besides her coming in and doing the commercial lines yeah. because she didn't have a character. She didn't have a... A um a character to play up. She was just no. Oh, you need this. Well, here is the duct tape. She's very as, as opposed to playing the character in she, need. They had more yeah. say, more to kind of influence the direction and the the campness of. The I was commercial. entertained by her, but weirdly, she, I guess she had more funny lines actually in the um, filming than she did here because she said that really funny thing about the eighties. Oh, I've heard of it, kind of thing. Somebody told me about it once. Yeah. Um, but still, like, this is how I expect Pandora to be. This is her character. This is what she does. Great commercial. I loved it. Yeah. Now, the last one is Renta Queen, and that is Asuki Nutmeg, Akira, Ginger Minge, and Jam. Jam. Just Jam. Just Jam. Tom, tell me about your thoughts, your dreams, your aspirations, and your favorite color. What's well, your favorite color? We'll talk about that later. Fuchsia. But for now, it's a fuchsia. I was periwinkle actually, or teal. Um, I, we'll 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 come back to the girls. Um, I think this one was a, a, a kind of they foreshadowed it. It was a bit more complicated than the others, and a bit harder to follow. So some of the concepts became a little bit muddied. Um, I thought there was a strong performance from Ginger Min. She definitely had like a standout role. I loved her little kind of Richard Simmons moment. Um, Silky wasn't in it, basically. I don't remember Silky being in it, which is so strange because Silky's got such a big personality. Um, Jan was good. Akaria was good. I just worry about Silky. She wasn't in it. Okay. Um, did I understand? First things first. Did I understand the commercial? The commercial you can rent a queen. That's it. I got that. Cool. For for whatever, really. The performance that was convincing, it was really, really hit or miss because I really did notice. I noticed Silky Nutmeg. She wasn't a loud and dominant presence, but she was there. She had the lesser roles. Let's be very honest. She rolled in at one point. She, um, one point at the funeral, she was sleeping on a chair and she was holding a shaking uh, blender. Yeah. So she, um, she had one of the smallest roles in there. 
Um, let's move on to Ginger. Ginger's just a an actor and a performer, She's isn't a pro, she? Isn't she? Ginger from the, the 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 telemarketer branding lady to the guy who was like, oh hi, I've lost weight. Hi, hi, I'm Ginger yeah, the Queen. Yeah. One of my favorites and the most memorable parts of the commercial for me was when Ikeria was hired for Jan's funeral, and yeah. she was like, butchered up. I mean, yeah. that's that along with uh, Ginger Minja's. Ginger Richard Simmons, sort of Richard Simmons yeah. character. Those are the two things that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I understood the commercial. I'm led to believe that some of the queens didn't do too well here, but without knowing that, I thought that this commercial went okay. It was. I would say compared to the others, I would say. Do you know what? They were all pretty good. They all made me laugh at different points. This is the one that I felt like I had to like work hardest to follow. You're right. Do you know what? I, I agree with you. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. But um, <laughs> Oh, my God. It happened. It happens. I agreed with you. Michelle, <laughs> who's that? Ross Matthews. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I agree with Michelle. Every time she <laughs> says that, she, she he has to, like, say it. He has to, like, preposition it by saying, I can't believe I'm about to say this. But I agree with Michelle. <laughs> Doesn't it happen? And my name is not Ross. My name is the hilarious Ross Smithyuth. <laughs> Every so often it does happen. Um, and we're agreeing today. Um, yeah. No, and- but I'll tell you what. I The reason that I think this commercial is probably one of the weakest, if not the weakest, is because I started thinking about what I was going to do tomorrow. So my... It made my okay. mind wander. So there were some parts in it that I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, tomorrow, what am I going to do? I have to get to London at this time. I have to do with something at this time. Yeah, it's not a oh, good I get, sign. I get free smoothies at this place tomorrow. So I started thinking about <laughs> things smoothies? like that. And then, I, and then I came back in going, oh, well, you're podcasting. You're in a hotel room. There's an iron board in front of you. <laughs> why, why is that land why is your... your mouth? <laughs> why is your microphone yeah, such an ironing board? Why have we hung the curtains around the wrong way? Why is... <laughs> what's happening? Where am I? Who is this? Uh, but there we go. So I, I, I get what you mean. My mind found... I had to work hard to follow this one. And There are good performances, but it wasn't strung together as a good commercial. Yeah, they foreshadowed this yeah. anyway. So Tom, so, Tom, 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 Tom. Oh, go on. But what's no, I was going to say, Silky said it was too complicated. Yep. Tom, we've seen the looks, we've seen the commercials. You know what I want to ask you. Give me your tops and bottoms. I think... Give me your tops and bottoms. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. At, the, at the point of this podcast, you know, we're professionals. Professionals. Tom Professional. said, Tom's taking a Prosecco. He couldn't do this. So I had to edit it in myself. Um, but at the point of this, I don't want you to tell me what you think that the story is telling us. I don't want you to tell me, no, no, well, no. I noticed that this is this is, this what, this is what happening here. I noticed that this is the angles of the cameras and that this is what they want no, me to I think. I get it. So therefore, this is what's going to happen. I want you to tell me who do you think is going to be in the top and who do you think is going to be in the bottom? I think you're... Give re- me your diagnosis, doctor. <laughs> Thank you. I think Eureka was great this week. Um, I think Ginger was great. I think Trinity was surprising standout in her group. Um, they're probably my tops. I think for, in terms of my bottoms, it's something of a process of elimination. And it's, nobody was awful, but some of the people who didn't shine as much, I would say were probably Kylie, probably Silky. Um, I'm trying to think of who, who the middle group, they were all dead strong in the middle group. Um, so it's probably Kylie and Silky. Okay, my tops this week is Scarlet. My tops is 
Eureka, and it is Raja and Trinity. Yeah. My bottoms this week, only because of in the commercial group, she's shone the least, which is Kylie. I'm going to also have to throw... Uh, I think Jan wasn't that memorable, but you know what? She wasn't bad, though, so no, let's take that back. I'll keep her in. Looking at the next team, if I had to look in the, the, the middle team, the ones who weren't as strong as Raj and Trinity was, by default, Pandora and Yara. So them two were in danger for me as I well. I think it's unfair to send Pandora down there. I think Pandora was pretty solid. Silky... Just wasn't in the commercial. You're right. This is the problem for Silky, and it makes me worry for her. And they will say, "Oh, we don't remember you, Silky." I uh, I know they're gonna try to throw Akira down, but Akira in the actual show was good, so they shouldn't do that. I think that my bottoms this week is Kylie and Silky. My tops is going to be Scarlet and Eureka. Yeah, I think we're pretty much on the same page, you know, dear. Tom, let's have a look. Now, we're breaking tradition. We're going to quickly have a little chat before we actually see the lip mm-hmm. sync. Mm-hmm. We've just mm-hmm. found out the tops and the bottoms. Mm-hmm. And um, during the break, uh, while watching the rest of it, I've glabbered myself up because I'm going to give the gay Oxford another chance. Tom, <laughs> we are going to go out into the gay night he's of Oxford. Lo- he's looking very handsome. Thank he's you. dollied himself up. I'm giving Oxford another chance. Okay? Gussied up. Homerville, we're coming for you. <laughs> anyway, um, I actually want to talk. So, Trinity K. Bonet won this episode. Congratulations. Trinity K. Bonet. We're happy with that. Now, what they've done is they've actually put a whole team in the bottom and that team was Team Fixer. And so that included Akira, Suki, Jan and... Ginger. Ginger. Now, I just want to talk because I know that me and you were eye-rolling so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a headache. I know what the <laughs> back of my skull looks like. <laughs> Trinity K. Bonet is so... Tom, like, first, we're excited we're going to see Trinity lip-sync. I'm excited. But the way that she's talking, like, post the judging, she's feeling... a. She's so emotional. She's such a loose cannon. And she's like, such, there it is. She's, she's, the, she's a loose cannon. She's feeling a roach now that she's won something as well, isn't she? My favourite bit was um, when everybody came in, they were all like, oh my God, we're at the bottom. Oh my God, I'm so worried. This is why I shouldn't be, this is why I shouldn't be eliminated. And she was like, nobody has complimented me on my win. That happened in Untucked in season six. There was there was an episode where Trinity I can't remember which episode it was, but she she was a bit like and nobody's talking about me and Bianca was like oh here she comes Miss Trinity rah, rah, rah. Oh, it's all on you again rah, rah, rah. this is this is classic Trinity Trinity is a person who feels her emotions and she expresses them very very quickly she's such good reality TV though because like nobody knows where they stand with her Trinity is a loose cannon now, she's a loose cannon because she chose Yara the week before so everyone all already knows that tr- we, everyone's already scared because they're like oh well, she voted for Yada but Yada won the week before and the week was obviously jiggly so everyone's already on edge because they're like holy crap the loose cannon now has she, she's got the power and she's definitely letting them all know she's got the power because obviously you're feeling like shit because you might go home but she's like hi yes I have successfully um, kept myself here for another week but no one here has acknowledged that I'm- sure you might be going home soon but please give me give me my due I'm, I'm- 
I'm going to say like on a, like a pseudo serious note, yeah. Like I do worry a little bit about how well equipped Trinity is emotionally to deal with this show because we see such highs and lows from episode to episode and it's not even in kind of like a calculated or entertaining way it's it's she's really really swept along emotionally by whatever the consensus is every episode she goes from like crushing defeatist lows to like these soaring kind of narcissistic heights where she's like i'm going to rain judgment down upon all of you and you will not speak while i'm speaking raja no you will give me my two minutes you have not paid me due praise i just want to say good on you raj raj like can we all say congratulations to miss trinity so cute and then she finally shut up i know it's like trinity's like oh my gosh she's like a little no but like on a serious note like i hope she's got the emotional support around her that she needs at this time but the the thing is, the thing is, now her. she's going around giving lectures. The way that she shut down Ginger, mm. like, do you feel like a butter? No. Well, they stop acting like a bitch. You don't talk to people like that, Trinity. I lulled at that though. That was hilarious. But you do not talk to people like that. I but, can't <laughs> wait till Ginger has the win and has to preside over you. But like Ginger's face shows exactly what she's feeling at any given time, and her little startled reaction is like, oh. Oh, okay. So she's here. And Silky's also bit her tongue because Silky's trying to say... In her mind, she's saying the right thing. She's saying, yes, I'm in the bottom. You're in the bottom, Makiri. I agree with you. But also Jan's in the bottom. And Jan's offensive. But Jan, but this is what the judges said. But the, and Ginger, Minge, also, the judges said this about you. The thing is... Silky, you don't need to say these things, especially when people are down, especially yeah. in a competition. You don't need to voice those things. You don't but need to. Poor Silky feels like she's circling the drain, really. Like, even her sister, she was sat there with her sister, Akira, and Akira's like, oh, I feel like it's the both of us. But Akira was saying it in a way that was kind of like, you know, we both need to be here, you know, kind of thing, trying to lift them up and recognizing that their performance wasn't the greatest. But uh, Silky, Silky was, she was like a cornered cat and she was kind of like, Silky out. was, ha- S- Silky. just like, well, if I'm going down, Jan's coming with me and Ginger's coming That's with it. me. <laughs> Silky was very much, um, <laughs> Who's the, the tooth game? Heidi. Hi, she was humble. She was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sad, but also, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're coming down with me. Yeah. So these are things I just, I just needed to say, because I know that we'll forget to talk about it once the lip sync happens. Let's get into the lip sync. I don't know who she's going to be lip syncing against, but I do want to say, I'm happy to be seen. So excited. I'm so excited to be lip sync. Can we please like hope it's like a Whitney Houston or something like that with lip sync? Let's see. Let's get to it. The lipstick assassin against Trinity K. Bonet is Laganja Extranja. It's so good to see her. I mean, obviously, you know, she's been quite prominent in the news and stuff lately with coming out as trans and like living her best life. And so good to see her in her element in a lip sync assassin situation. I'm going to get straight to the lip sync. This was a great lip sync uh, in my so opinion good. it was better than last week's Raja versus Brooklyn if there was a double save it could have been this week I want to look at the two strategies that the queens took mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this performance Laganja took this performance what was the song Tom? Physical by Dua Lipa. Oh, it was by Dua Lipa. Laganja used this lip sync to 
not she she wanted everyone to know I'm a dancer. I want everyone to know I'm flexible. I can do the splits. I can twirl. I can death drop. I can mm. bend my back. She wanted to make sure that she made an impact. So she went for the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time. She did. And this lipstick. And that's what she did. And she did it successfully. I loved her. I loved Laganja's in this lipstick. It was amazing. She was so you good. You cannot fault it. It was trick after trick, bang after bang. And it was high. And it kept that high all the way through. Was there any place for her to grow? No, but the thing is, because she started high, I want her to stay high. A lot of the times, people start a performance high and they actually go low. She didn't do that. Yeah, she started high. She kept at that level the whole way through. Is that exciting to not give us dips and highs? No, but is it effective? It still was. I, I wasn't bored. In contrast to, say, Trinity, who started with like an internal energy and she gave us like a very standing still emotion. And then she like, she burst forth with dance moves and she was so good to watch. And like, we've had the best of Trinity over the past couple of episodes. We've had, we've had looks and we've had lip sync performance. And this is the Trinity we want to see. She lives on the stage and it's so good to Trinity see Trinity made me queef oh. from the second she started lip syncing. She had intent. She had spirit. Yeah. She was the artist she was the soul of the song mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't need to do much she was there she was present she was great and from there it built and then it became a dance the thing is take away Lagange's death drop splits mm-hmm. back then take all the all of those showy all those tricks away what do you have and what's left? Can they compare with Trinity, who didn't need to do all of that, but still gave an effective lip sync? This is why Trinity is a lip sync assassin, because she doesn't rely on the splits. She doesn't rely so on good. the death She's drop. So she doesn't need that, because she knows what the song calls for. You mm-hmm. know what? They gave the win to Laganja. Congratulations, Laganja. You do not, you don't not deserve it. You I mean, you yeah. do deserve a win. But Trinity... This is the week to give a double win because Trinity gave an amazing uh, performance as well. I think at the end when she was like, okay, they're living for Laganja's death drop splits. They're living for the gags. Mm -hmm. For me as a dancer and a performer myself, if I had to go against someone who just relies on all these tricks and gagaramas... To the untrained eye, or to like to a perform to a, an audience mm-hmm. eye, you just want to be entertained there and now. You want instant gratification. You want the backflip. You yeah. want the death drop. You want all of that. And when you get it, it's like yay, yay, yay. But then you don't appreciate the kind of artistry that comes mm-hmm. from just small movements, intricate movements, like the. Th- Rewatch Trinity in the beginning. It was great. So good. It was a very good, you know, very good, very entertaining lip sync at the end of the day. And okay, the way went to Laganja, but we were very entertained by the performance in general. I'm not saying none none was better than the other. They were amazing in both their rights. Absolutely. Trinity needs to be appreciated for that as well. And so I, I'm showing you, I'm telling you, you need to appreciate it because that was so good. One one thing I'd like to comment on it is, um, I wonder if this is the Laganja that we might have seen on season six if she'd been in supported better with her mental health, I wonder. Because um, she's clearly in a better place now. I mean, um, there's, good, the, stuff. There's, good stuff. There are bigger conversations around that, I think. Tom, we need to go out to Gayville in Oxford. 
Okay, I need I need people to know who I am. I need to walk into a club. You need and for people to look at me and be like, "Blam!" Like, yes, you need, you need to. Walk I am into, she. I am her. You I need am to here. Walk into the club and say, "Excuse me, I am the host of Spill the GNT podcast." So where's the VIP <laughs> section? Frankly, look, Tom. Let's go with that. We've already got our prosecco's ready to drink. We're gonna put this podcast out now. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna get this podcast out to you very very soon. I want to say thank you so much to everyone. Uh, Morales, thank you so much for the review. For everyone who has sent us a review, thank you so much. We love it. It helps the podcast grow and it helps us sleep at night. Yeah. Everybody who chats to us on the Instagram as well, Charlie, Anna, Willemina's Scream Cheese, everybody's so lovely. Exact, There's so many lovely on people the Twitter, who are I get with messages us. on Twitter. You guys are yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you really are amazing. And I really do love the kind of people We're who so are listening grateful. to the podcast. We are grateful and we are blessed. We really, Thank really are. Thank you so are. much for listening to Spilling the Gene. Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So then you'll see us next time, very, very soon. This is Bolo and Dr. Tom. See you guys later. Bye. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>